between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. Praise God. Let's open our Bibles very quickly. To thank you. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Shh. Kapala basota pali ota ta 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 ta. Thank you. Come on, come Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Yes. That's the Lord talking to us. That's the Lord talking to us. Praise God. Thank you. Makasho Taprasa Suta Prana Tapa Susa Pratona Kata Prato. Fratasa Sapronda Sosa Priotas. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.
Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Praise God. Let's hear what the Lord I hear in my spirit, the spirit saying that blessed, blessed are your ears, blessed are your ears for you that you hear these things, and blessed are your eyes for you that see these things. For there are many that heard and they perceive not. There are many that saw but did see not, and they could not know, they could not hear, and because of the gross and the waxness of their heart. But you are blessed because you are hearing these things and you are seeing these things, for it is to convert your heart. It is to convert your heart. It is to convert your heart. It is to convert your heart and to make you and to translate you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Into the kingdom of his dear son. Blessed are you. Blessed are your eyes. Blessed are your ears. For you see and you hear. Open your heart. Open your heart. I have come for to convert your heart. Eat my meal. Eat my meal. Eat my meal and convert your heart. It is to convert your heart, to translate you for the door that is open for you, to open the door for you. Convert your heart by my food. My food is laid that you enter in, for there is a door laid before you. There is a door, there is a door that I have opened for you. I have opened the door for you. I have opened the door. I have opened that door. Eats me, eats me, eats me for to enter in. Eats me for to enter in. I am late for you, for yet I have brought a mouth. I am bringing a mouth. I am bringing a mouth. A mouth for to declare, for to declare, for to declare me, for to declare me, for to declare me, for to raise men after the order of Melchizedek, for to raise men who after the order of Melchizedek, for to raise men after the order of Melchizedek. I have brought him out. I have brought him out in whom there is abundance of grace in for to raise men, for to raise men after the order, after the order in whom they have no trace, they have no trace in the earthly, they have no trace in the present, for they are men of the future. They are men of the future. I have brought them out. I have brought my mouth. I have brought my mouth to raise the men of the world to come, to raise the men whom there is no root, there is no shadow of of Tony, there is no variableness, there is no variableness in them. I have brought my mouth, I have brought my mouth, I have brought my mouth for to declare, for to declare those things. Blessed are your ears for you for those who hear these things. Thank you, amen. <coughs> Praise the Lord, Father. We give you all the glory tonight. Praise the Lord. Let's open to John, John chapter. <coughs> Praise God. Let's open to John chapter 6. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Verse 48. John chapter 6, verse 48. Amen. We have a very short time. 
um, tonight. So we'll just, um, we'll just flow as the Lord helps us and see where we, where we can get to. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Um, John 6, 48 says, I am that bread of life. Praise God. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. And this is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. And the Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? And then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, that you have no life in you. And whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Amen. Amen. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will, I will raise him up where? At the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. And he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. And as the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. And this is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead, but he that eateth of this bread shall what? Shall live forever. Praise the Lord. Um, so this bread, um, eating of the flesh and drinking of the blood of Jesus um, is, is speaking about the, like I said, we said before that the bread that came down is the word from above. Amen. When it says that it came down from heaven, um, what that just means is that it came down from the, it came down from the storehouse of God. Because heaven is the storehouse of, of God. Praise the Lord. Um, the, the Bible speaks about us having coming into all spiritual blessings in where? In, in heavenly places. So heaven is actually the place of blessing. Right? It's where blessing, that's the pattern. Heaven above the earth to bless the earth. Praise the Lord. So this bread um, coming down from heaven. Now, of course, we know that um, heaven, is the, heaven is the keeper of the the keeper of everything that God um, when God came out of his eternal estate and came and began to into creation and did and did creation and then deposited himself in creation that heaven is the highest place of where you can find God's element 
in the present, right? So that, so when you say heaven, heaven, actually what heaven, the, the peak of the blessing that the, the present, of the present heaven is ever, are everlasting blessings. The praise God. So that means all the blessing that someone can come into by accessing, they call them all spiritual blessings, but bless us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So all the things in heaven and all the things that a soul can come into but that God has put in heaven. So anything that a soul can come into, um, but there are more things than what is in heaven. There are things that are that after you finished heaven, then there's something else that God will now give to anybody who has finished all the curriculum. So finishing all the blessing in heaven means you have finished all the curriculum for the present. Praise the Lord. And God has designed for souls to do that, to finish these. When you look at heaven, heaven is actually a place of works. Works are are designed in heaven for souls to be able to look at, look at and to do. And so when the soul has finished all the works of heaven, all the blessings of heaven, that soul has exhausted what I said, the curriculum of the present. And all that is left for such a soul is that which, the, that which is not put in the present. Praise the Lord. That which the present cannot deliver. There is something which... You can study the, the, the present heavens from now till eternity future. And I finish everything and keep studying. You can never come into some things. There are things which are properties of God himself, which is that thing called eternal life. Praise God. So eternal life is not in heaven, in the present. Eternal life is in God himself. Praise God. But when you speak about spiritual blessings, amen, that are in the present heaven, um, the peak of that blessing are everlasting blessings. Do you agree? So this bread that comes down from heaven, which Jesus was speaking about now, is, is, is the bread that cometh down from heaven. But it's not the end of all bread, all feasting of bread. There is actually an eternal dimension of feasting, which is very, very different. Uh, that kind of bread is, is given to those who have ascended into heaven. So that was, Jesus was talking about those things in the book of John. He spoke about himself coming down from heaven, him being the bread. He kept saying that him who, he's the one who descended down from heaven. He came from above. I am from above. Praise the Lord. But um, of course, before he, for him to come, come down from heaven, he, he, he first ascended, right? Praise the Lord. He has ascended into, he ascended into heaven by learning. Praise God, by learning, he kept learning, he kept teaching him heaven. And by teaching him in his soul, he ascended into heaven. And then he came into all the blessings of heaven. And then he said, okay, since you've come into all these things, you are, you are now a teacher of these things. So let us send you to men, praise the Lord, to, to bring this. To, let's make you into now a bread. 
right, that can go to men, yes, that men can eat. And for the purpose of eating the bread which came down from heaven is to ascend into heaven. So the purpose of the bread is for ascension. Ascension back, praise the Lord, into where? Into, into heaven. Praise God. So, so Jesus, um, being the bread, he, so he spoke of himself as the bread that comes down from heaven. They now began to speak about his flesh and his blood. So, so they're telling you that the, the way you eat the, the bread is by partaking of his flesh and his blood. So the meaning of flesh and blood just means the, uh, the, the, the fleshing out of what he received, of all the things, all the blessings which he received, the everlasting blessings which he received, those things are fleshed out somehow in Jesus. So what it means is that those things entered into his, um, into his human expression. Praise God. And they entered into where? They entered into the, the human expression of Jesus. And it is in picking, you, you cannot pick the, you cannot eat the bread hanging on the air. You, you have to eat it inside, you have to eat it inside a vessel, right? And by vessel, I mean that you have to, the way, when you say you're eating the bread, you're eating the bread, you're eating the bread, um, you have to eat the bread until you have eaten the bread as flesh and blood. You've not really eaten the bread. The way the bread can be eaten is it must be eaten as flesh. And as always mean of flesh and blood. The flesh and blood is talking about the, the kind of person who lives on the earth. Amen. The kind of what? person who, who lives on the earth. So what Jesus Christ is saying here is that he was actually, the, the, bread, the bread coming down from heaven was um, into his flesh and blood is where the, 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 the everlasting life of God meets his, is brought, is the bringing in of the everlasting life of God into a human conversation. Right, is to be able to bring it into a conversation that can be used on the earth. Do you understand? The, this is the, this was, this is the real, when you say eat, eat the bread, to eat it, to eat the bread. When you, you, you know you can have bread and not eat it. You can, so you can, you can take the way this bread is coming down from heaven. Someone can take it and sell it. Right, you can become, you can decide to, instead of being an eater of bread, you can become a distributor of bread. This is the pit that ministers of the gospel fall into. Some, some ministers of the gospel, after a while, they will stop being eaters of bread. They now start becoming dispensers of bread. Praise the Lord. And not just ministers of the gospel, Christians too, brethren. Brethren can become also what? 
they become they become distributors of bread. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So, the at this at this juncture junction is it junction or juncture? Sorry, I don't know English. <laughs> juncture at this juncture. Praise God. Or at this point, what matters? What matters at this point? What really really matters is. What has entered into your vessel? Yes, that's the key thing. Here, that's why Jesus is emphasizing the eating of the bread. That's the difficult part to eat, for men to begin to eat him, to eat this life as bread. Praise the Lord. So, um, when you get here, you now begin to see all kinds of souls. Souls are different. Some souls will do everything but eat, eat it. Right, they will, they will do everything but eat it. Having, you see, that's the difference between the wise and the foolish virgins, for example. Right, it's a test. The way they pick virgins, an attitude, a virgin attitude is, a virgin attitude, the difference between the wise and the, and the foolish virgin wasn't that they didn't have, they, didn't, they all had their lambs, and their lambs were all burning. You know, those ones are at the, the forefront of all the women of the holy place. There are some who don't even have lamb. There are some that have thrown their lambs away. There are some that are not. So those ones are not even there. So those ten virgins, praise God, uh, the, when you pick the, the crop of the crop, the, the, the top of the crop of the holy place, are those who still have fire. They have flame. They have, uh, praise God. So that thing that just, just was speaking concerning is, is trying to show you the standard for those who they bring into this school because the Everlasting school is the school of eating. It is actually a school for souls who have been configured to eat, who have an eating nature. Some, not every soul has an eating nature. Some souls don't have eating nature. They have expanding nature. Expanding means they know how they, they have their own skill, their own spiritual gifts to blow things, make everybody see it, make everybody become aware of it, to... To do what? To herald it, to blast it, to praise the Lord. They, they can do everything with it, but eat it. So, so that when, when a soul is like that, they will, be, they will begin to check. By the time the soul begins to push further and further, the, the soul will begin to experience resistance. The, 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 the house, the house, I mean the tabernacle begins to resist the soul. You begin to find resistance to move forward because they come to, I mean, do you know that the, the purpose of the veil that to stop men, has it occurred to you? That God designed a tabernacle for worship and then put things that can stop men from passing. That's God's nature. Foolish people don't think God is like that. Foolish people think God is like, all of you come as you are, but God is not like that. God is the one who created the house and he's the one, the intention of bringing worshippers, his own idea. He's the one who wants it. He desires this more than anybody. God wants to receive men more than any man wants to come to him. While we were all doing our own thing, he came after us. We're not even interested. And he's the one who has been fighting us. You get what I mean? But he who established it while he was giving the wisdom for this tabernacle, for worship and everything, is actually the, the tabernacle is the house for commerce. The Bible calls them the comers thereunto, those who can come. So the house 
that's designed for men to come in, but God puts things in the house that can stop men. Praise God. And the tabernacle in the spirit, those veils are to stop natures from approaching. That thing it exists actually in the spirit. There will be a point where if a man is refusing to be changing and is around, then God will start resisting that soul. God can start to resist a soul after a while. Right? He will begin to resist. And it says that he resisted the proud. It's the same, the same operation of God that gives grace to the humble. It's the same operation that resists the proud. So in one place, someone is gaining grace. Grace is for is to come closer. Someone is also is gaining resistance. Resistance, being resisted by God. Praise God. So when you get to towards that second veil, you know that second veil, that is the massive resistance. <laughs> Praise God. It's thick. It's a thick veil. So at that point where they show those virgins, you now saw the kind of attitude that makes it that place open. Is an attitude, it's not just you have a fire, you have lamp. So that word lamp, they still have had some fire in their lamp. It's talking about eyes. They can still see by the configuration of the of sanctification. They can still see with sanctified eyes. Right? But there's something there's a defect in their soul. There's something that's defective in their soul that God says, God knows that if you make these people cross over, they will be useless to the other realm that you are bringing them into, even though they look okay. Because the word, that, word, that phrase, that, that picture of lamp, having a lamp, means they are equipped to function. That's what the lamp, when, when it comes to the realm of sanctification, the holy place, lamp in holy place is the equipment to function in the holy place. Praise the Lord. So it means that when you come into the that holy place, talks about the realm of Christ, that when you come into Christ's realm, you see those souls as functional. You cannot fault them because they have lamb, they have the sight, they have the eyes. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? In other words, they are priests, actually. They are, check their nature. You will see priestly formation inside there. You will see priestly operation inside of that place. They have the light and they are using the light. But, but they announce there's, there's a way that when the, the Lord, who is the bridegroom, is coming out, right, there's a, there's, he's bringing another scheme of marking when he's coming to, when he has to do with the issue of admitting souls into the, the most holy realm. He's bringing another scheme. The scheme of his scheme of marking is not purely equipment to function as a priest alone, or it's not just having light alone. He's looking deeper than that to the inside of the soul. What is he checking? He's checking, he looks beyond the lamp. He now checks the vessel. Check how much oil is inside the vessel. Because the amount of oil that is in the vessel will unveil a hidden attitude that you won't see when you see all of them with their lamps. It's a hidden attitude that can hide inside somebody. And that attitude is the attitude that disqualifies every soul from everlasting life. It will disqualify every soul, even giants of Christ, but have this secret defect on the inside of them. Yeah. Praise the Lord. 
Amen. What was the defect? They had lamp. They had they, they had um, oil in their lamp, but they didn't have oil in their what? In their vessel. What, what made them not have oil in their vessel? Is that they they are they don't have the attitude of of accumulating things for times to come. In other words, is they don't have they don't have the interest in in if you if you want to you want to bring it together, praise the Lord. Is that they don't have they don't have interest in seeing afar off. Praise God. They don't they don't have the attitude of of accumulating in their vessel. To accumulate in your vessel is an attitude that you need to have. It's the attitude for everlasting life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, so, so the thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, when you, I, I'm joining these things together because I'm seeing it. Where I'm seeing it in the scripture, I'm seeing those virgins typifying something. I'm asking, why are they ten? To me, I feel. That they being ten has to do with the program of eating in the holy place. In the holy place, there's also a program of eating in Christ. Praise the Lord. Which is a, it's up to actually to prepare his soul to exercise your jaws and, and become a nature of, uh, become an eater. Have a nature of someone who consumes. Somebody who can eat. Someone who eats. Wow. Praise the Lord. Wow. Amen. Amen. So that nature, ten virgins, why ten virgins? I feel they number the virgins because their number should be ten. Praise the Lord. But how many of them were, five of them were able to go, five of them were not able to go? They number them according to the number of the, the breads. Of the holy place. Am, am I correct? Praise God. You know there's bread in the holy place too. What they call the shoe bread, right? And those those bread are in rows as well. They are they are in rows. They are in ten rows. Praise God. How many rows? Praise God. So, so by the time a soul arrives for entrance into the most holy realm, the, the school of everlasting life is the school of people where people should come and eat the Son of God. That's the, the, the school of everlasting life, to come and what? Eat what? So, but by that time, they must have been trained. Part of what the purpose of Christ is to make is you an, actually an eater. That's the spiritual nature. A, a spiritual, who's a spiritual person? A spiritual person is one who has been raised to consume spiritual things. They have appetite for spiritual things. That's the, the sign of a natural man. Check his appetite, his, his canal. Check a spiritual man, his appetite. Check what he has appetite for, what he likes to consume. That's the purpose of the nature of Christ. So you, because, why is it that way? Because Christ's nature is not... 
is not the real gift itself. It's a training, right? The Christ nature is a training for something. God is training the soul for something. So the purpose of the Christ nature is to, when you say a Christ, who is a Christ? A Christ is a master consumer of spiritual things. Somebody who has been, who has become a master at, who, who has, who has a bounding appetite for the spiritual. That's what the nature of Christ is called the spiritual man. The spiritual man. Praise the Lord. It's, it's one who has what a bounding appetite. Because the realm that Christ is supposed to enter into is the realm of feasting. The realm of eating. Praise the Lord. Um, I don't know, it feels like this, this prayer meeting, they are just dealing with attitudes of heart for, for this everlasting realm, which we need to come into, praise the Lord. And so, so a soul that, that grows weary very easily in consuming spiritual things will not do well, what? In what? They won't do too well. If you, when you check, check. Ah, God will help us to give us eyes to see. Praise God. Praise the Lord. If you if you check, what disqualifies people in this realm before they go to the book of Revelation, where for the seven churches. And I began to say, I know thy works, I know thy works. That place was actually the Lord reprimanding churches for being, for, for falling short with the aspect of reward. Right, it was, that was, if you go and check those churches in the book of Revelation, it was actually the Lord wanted to deal with all the issues. Why well, you've been around these waters, everlasting waters for a while. Why are you not getting to the reward? Why are you not you know, getting to the point of reaching your reward? So, so those churches were, were churches who were in the school of everlasting life who should move into getting qualified for the reward, but the conversation had to come to deal with their works. Praise God. But before you get to Revelation, when they dealt with that, when you come back, to epistles, where they are now dealing with, with people who, are, who should be established in everlasting life, but are not established in everlasting life. You know, it's not the same conversation. So what should you do to establish you in everlasting life is not the same thing as what should we do to help you finish the works of everlasting life, to receive the reward. Are you getting what I'm saying? So what I'm making a distinction between is making a distinction between the problem that the letters to the churches in Revelation was trying to solve versus what Paul in Hebrews was trying to solve. Are you getting what I'm saying? So in Hebrews, you know, so the Hebrews problem, it wasn't about their works. It wasn't works yet. It wasn't talking about failing in works. It was failing in eating. That was what their problem was. What time when you ought to be teachers, you have one to teach you again, which be the first principle. You become one that needs milk and all that. You become dull of hearing. So you're seeing dull. Of course, how do you eat? By, by hearing is a huge part of eating. It's the beginning of eating. Praise the Lord. But eating is a long process. 
right? You have to hear, you have to see, you have to look upon, and you have to handle. All of those things comprise, uh, praise the Lord. So, so in the book of Hebrew, not just Hebrew, you see Hebrews, then you see John's language in John's own epistles, too, was also dealing with the same problem as, as well. The same problem, praise the Lord. So the same problem of, of those who refuse to abide in the doctrine of Christ that will have not God, praise the Lord. And then he began to speak about it, it in terms of people's attitude towards light. Light, sight, light, and sight, praise the Lord. Or, or they are added towards the receive of the truth. Right? That was John's focus. The, what is truth? Truth is the message. It's actually the food. Right? Truth is the food. Truth is the food of everlasting life. Praise the Lord. Does that make some sense to us? Yeah, so... so um, one of the, the main purposes of Christ is to make the soul a consumer of what? Of things that are what? Things that are spiritual. Praise God. So, so when the Lord says, quickly back to the scriptures, in, in, John, chapter, in John chapter 7, uh, verse 54, that whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is what? Is drink indeed. Now, um, everlasting life is a realm of, actual, of actually works. There are works that, we, that one needs to do in the realm of everlasting life. Um, but the works do, will not appear. Praise God. Hallelujah. The works will not what? Appear. Jesus sees... Jesus is not boast, but he's just telling what his qualification is. His qualification was that he could do his father's works. That was his ultimate qualification, that he could see what his father is doing and he could do the works of his father. Praise God. Now, but for the works of the father will not appear to a soul who has not, who is not a consumer, who hasn't become a major consumer of the what, of the, the, fle the bread of the, the works. Praise the Lord. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Now, when a soul has, has got into charity, charity, charity is the works of Christ. Right? Charity is what? Charity is the works of Christ. That's how Paul laid it out. Paul, by Paul's light, when you compare Paul's light and James's light, when you bring them together, they seem as if they are fighting each other, but they are not. You need skill to then bring them. Theologians have fought for a long time about those two guys. They thought they were, praise God, because Paul sounded like, it's just faith, everything is faith, forget about works. Then James said, no, forget faith, without works is dead and all of that. Praise God. So, amen. So, but, but you need to, it's, 
of thank God for sight of the whole picture that balances things that you now see that faith and works are of course as they are both essential yes. but at the beginning end you start with faith you must start with faith and end with works it's not that's what Paul was teaching that guys were trying to, to, to shift it around and praise God because of Jewish nature right so after <laughs> after Paul as we go to place and preach and establish doctrine and go away after a while, Jewish nature will be dealing with what Paul has, has done and then wants to change it upside down. Praise God. So if you give a Jew, okay, design tabernacle, they will, what would they do first? They will say charity, 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 charity. And then if, if faith is optional. <laughs> because... Because it's an idol in the heart of a Jew. Because they've been failing. They've been, all their whole history is about failing to do what God asks to do. And their nature is to keep striving to do it. To keep striving. That's the nature of a Jew. Just keep trying and trying. And so they, so they magnify works and all of that. So, but the message of faith was difficult for them to receive. So they were always trying to turn the tabernacle upside down like this every time. But, so, but Paul, so when you see it, you see it, he's actually faith first. And then works. So faith without works is dead. What it, dead means that it is ineffective. Right? It doesn't, it's not really, it's dead, it's not alive. It's not, it's not working. <laughs> right? It doesn't work. It doesn't have the, it doesn't have the quality of life. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. But, so you see faith, so the purpose of the conversion of Christ is to end in certain works, right? Which is the works of faith of Christ is charity, right? So when you see a Christ, uh, when you see a Christ, I'm just trying to show, show us some difficulties, why sometimes transition can be difficult into receiving, coming to the school of everlasting life is because by the time a soul gets into to a place of charity, where you are beginning to grow into maturity in Christ, that soul is already a worker. They've transformed that soul into a working soul. So you see, when you start, a soul starts in Christ, you have to do plenty of believing and they will shut down plenty of doing. That's one principle of Christ. Anybody who doesn't fo follow into that principle will miss it. You make mistakes. That's why I'm very afraid of anybody who is, so, who is so strong. They want to do. They want to do. They want to do. Something is wrong. You don't understand. Sometimes like, I, you ask, I, I will see someone who, the fire of the things they want to do. I know you don't have the, they've not constructed the stature. Of all the things you want, you want to do in your goodwill, you have so much goodwill to do, do so many things. But you know, there's no time. Time has you haven't spent time. The stature for this thing has, has, been, I mean, has not been constructed. And you know, it takes a priestly eye to see that. Now, if a priest now comes and tells to someone like that, this stop, all these things, calm down, that person can feel that the priest, the priest is what? Pouring water, quenching their fire. You don't want them to do things. You don't want them to praise God. 
Amen. Even the day can feel that like you don't love God. This, we can, this priest, you don't like God. You're always stopping everything that we want to do for God. Well, it's not that. It's not that. It's not that. First, is that, is that there's, an, there's an order in the spirit. There's the way works should happen. Works happen graciously. Grace, great works have an energy. When, when you see works, when it's time to walk, when it's time to walk, when it's time to walk, when you see workers who, can, who have been raised to walk, it's not the same thing as somebody who is trying to walk. When someone is trying to walk, you can tell, man. If, you, if they want to walk and then you don't let them walk, Problem can come, they can fight you, they can trouble you, they can. Are you getting what I'm saying? But somebody who is built to walk, you see, when he's walking, you now find that many things are working on his behalf. Things are working together for him. Because he has come into the command. Praise the Lord. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? It's, it's like you, you come into synergy with heaven. Because now it's not time to do what, are you know what I'm saying? You've gained the stature to walk with heaven. Amen. Otherwise, you'll be applying much strength because the edge is not wetted. If you don't wet the edge, you apply more, what, much strength. So the purpose of the school of Christ is the wetting of the edge of his soul to, 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 to walk precisely with grace. Are you getting what I'm saying? When you see a soul that has been raised properly to walk, you, you find that in their walks, they are cutting down Satan. Their walks can easily cut down Satan. But someone who has not been raised to walk, we weary himself, weary everybody, because the stature has not been built. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, so when, it, when it comes to the, the end of Christ, the, the, the power behind walking in Christ is charity. That is the standard. So when someone says, oh, I'm a Christ and I'm trying to walk, when they measure your walk, all the things that you're doing, they don't check your good intention. They don't check your, your good intention. They don't check your ambition level. They don't check how zealous you are. I'm zealous, Lord, to publish your name. and all of No, they don't check those things. Those things mean nothing to heaven. The only thing that counts inside works is charity. They are called works of love. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? And then charity, you can't just imagine it or fake it. It's a walk. So the time when everyone is trying to calm down, calm down. It's not because they don't want you to walk. They just want you don't. There's a way that work should be done. Praise the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? So but the, my main point is that to the soul who has come, into, come, come close to fullness of Christ, that soul is already a worker. Not walking by flesh, not walking by carnal strength, but he has even come into the works of grace because charity is actually works of grace. So they are used to walking, but, but then to, you know, need to, they need to, to, to make a soul who is used to... When I, okay, what, what, what do I mean by works? Let me just say, clarify. So works just means, it means, works in Christ means that which you are empowered to do. 
which the spirit of might in his soul executes, thoughts, things, instructions, commandment from the spirit of counsel, which is soul executed by the spirit of might. That's what charity is. Right? So, there are, so the, the things which a person does, how they are living, the obediences that they are doing, that's not coming from their own mind, but it's coming from a series of plenty of wisdom and revelation that has sat and sat and sat and sat and sat and sat and sat, and sat, and sat till counsel begins to rise up and begins to speak on the inside. Praise the Lord. Uh-huh. So, but at the end, it manifests as instructions. Instructions that are coming from that deposit, not just instruction of a carnal mind. But ultimately, such a person has been framed to become a worker. You get what I'm saying? Now, now when a soul becomes a worker, then they now say, okay, wow, you are a very good worker. You are a very good worker. But they will check you are not only just a worker. You are also an accumulator of oil. That's, that's the other side of Christ. So when you see Christ, there are, there are different grades of Christ, and heaven can measure them. Heaven can measure them. So someone can be, have a Christ nature, but they are, not, they are not an accumulator of oil. They are, are natures that they must blend together in one vessel, in one person, to have the same, the same thing. Like, so you see, the, those people, they call the wise virgins were such people. Because if you're not an accumulator of oil, when they now say, okay, we want to bring you to another school where we can, we can tone down your walking a little bit. That you can still be doing works of Christ, but in this school, when you enter this school, they will tell you that we don't, it's not time to walk yet. Why is it not time to walk? It's because you cannot see the works of that layer of everlasting life. Do you get what I'm saying now? Are you seeing that thing? That is the great discouragement when the conversion of everlasting life opens up. Is that, that's simply what it is. Is that when they start talking about it, you, nobody who they start talking about everlasting life, that by the time they start telling it to you, then you can be seeing the works of it. In other words, okay, how, how do we live out this life? These are the things we do. These are how we live it out. This is how you can plot it out and you cannot. You won't be able to see. You'll be looking for the work. Okay, where are the works now? Where are the, where's the end of this thing? You won't be able to see it. But, and so souls who have not been tuned to be accumulator of, of things, to carry things in their vessel. When you have not been, you don't have the attitude of carrying things in your vessel. You, you can fail in that, in that place. Before a soul begins to see the works of everlasting life, that soul must have eaten. You must have eaten and eaten and eaten and eaten so much. After a while, the works will begin to emerge. Okay, these are the works of this life. Mm-hmm. 
the works of those, that life is so hidden. I'll tell you why. It's because of what that work can give to a soul. It's because those works are the key to everything God has. They are the key to the treasure. See, when any soul, the, the, the mercy in God is already programmed. It's already, God has already programmed it right from the beginning. So, and God will never go back and change the program of his mercy. That is that I know the thought I have towards you, towards of good and not an, of evil to bring it on expected end. Those things that God has, God has settled those things from before the foundation of the world. He's not just deciding now. He has settled those things from before the foundation of the world. Even though it's merciful operation. In other words, you don't have a right to in any of it. But God has already, it's, it's an oath. It's based on an oath. He has actually swore by himself concerning that thing. Not by force, but by himself. He swore by himself of his own providence and will. And what did he swear? What he has sworn is that any kind of soul who can finish these works, nothing will stop my, the reward of my life from, get, from, from getting to them. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? And then God said, you see all the, all the works necessary to inherit my eternal life, I'm going to put them in heaven. I'm going to put them. I'm, not, I'm going to put them in heaven. I'm going to make them and demonstrate them in the heavens, even the heavens of the present. And I'm going to, we're going to create a technology for that thing to, come, to be summarized as bread and to come down to men, to be able to eat of that thing. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so you, see, you see why the works are so hidden. The works of this life. They are so hidden. They are so hidden. And so you now see that they, they will try hearts. They will try hearts. When in the realm of Christ, first of all, to choose somebody and to cause someone to cross over from the realm of Christ into the realm of everlasting life, you see all this standard. He said, he in, then... Um, in First John chapter three, he then came and said, "He that transgresseth not, a transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ, he hath what, he hath not God. But he that will do it and abide will have both the Father and the Son." So you are seeing the criteria for having the Father and the Son. You know, John could have said that he that he that doeth not the works of Christ will ha not have God. You know, he could have said that he that do, he that does not do the works of Christ. You now discover that in the spirit, some people can be doing the works of Christ but not abiding in the doctrine of Christ. <laughs> So when it comes to that admission, there's something they look at. There's actually a thing. It's that thing called doctrine. An abider in doctrine. Right? An abider in doctrine is a nature that makes a soul abide in the doctrine of Christ. Praise the Lord. So that nature is what they check first. And then when you come into the realm of everlasting life, because it is based on that thing, the, the attitude towards doctrine, the, which is the configuration of his soul as an eater. Praise the Lord. Amen. 
that makes the soul um, excel. Amen. Sorry, I had to take time to explain that to us. Praise the Lord. So very quickly, we're reading John chapter 6. Let's just read it. Our time has gone. We have to go home now so we can, we can rest and come back tomorrow. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you. So, let's, so this verse 54, it says, Whoso eateth my flesh and then drinketh my blood that hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the word at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. And he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and what? I in him. 57, as the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, is he that eateth me. Even he, even he shall what? He that eateth me shall live by me. And this is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall what? Live forever. Praise God. There's something about everlasting life. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is, this is, this is the mystery. This is a mystery. This is a mystery. This is a mystery. The mystery of my blood. The mystery of me is my bread. It is my bread. It is my bread. Eats my bread. Eats my bread. Eats, eats, eats my bread. This is the time for to eat my bread. I am opening my bread. My bread is open for to eat and let it become an image of me in you. Eats. Eat, eat, eat that you are one with the bread. Eat that you are working the bread. Eat that the bread is living in you. Eat that bread. Eat my bread. Eat me, eat me that I am formed and raised in you. Eat me till you become one with me. Eat that bread. Eat that bread till you become the bread. Eat me. Eat me. Eat. I am late for you for to raise my image in you. This is how I raise my image in you. This is how you become one with me is by eating that bread. For this is a bread that is higher than the bread that has come before. It is my own bread. It is me. 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 
I, even I, even I, whom the Father raised, and is seated at the, and is seated with my Father in my throne. I am made that bread for you. Eats me, eats me, eats me, eats me. This is the time for to eat. This is the time. There is many, many, and abundance, 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 abundance of bread in the house. There is abundance. There is abundance, and there will yet be many, 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 many more bread. Many, many, many more bread. For I am many. I am many. I am many, and I'm bringing bread for you. I've brought bread for you. I've brought bread for you. I've brought bread. Believe. 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 In this realm, there is no room for doubt. There is no room for doubt. Believe. 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 For this is the first course of eating. This is the first course of eating. Believe. Believe and eat me. Thank you, Father. Amen. Praise God. Um, thank you, Jesus. I feel like we can summarize this now. Okay. Um, so, in summary, what we're saying today is that the the focus of um, the focus of the learning um, which we need to do in this realm that the Lord is opening up to us is in is how to gather our soul and our heart right to focus on the task of eating and feasting on the bread that is being delivered to us praise God We're seeing how what Jesus faulted in the Jews and those who he was speaking to. Right? What his fault with them was their lack of the not being faithful with the the word, the law and the prophet. What is the, what is the law and the prophet? The scriptures. The witness, what the scriptures, the scriptures are the words which was given to them. They were not faithful with those words. Right? They were not faithful with the words. After a while, they became peddlers of the word instead of consumers of it. The few who were able to consume it the way it should be consumed, they were able to recognize who Jesus was. There were a few prophets in that time who, so who were able to internalize it correctly, all that the prophet had said. So because of that, that they were able to recognize. So, so in a sense, in the analogic, analogical way of the scripture, those were people who were like unto the virgins who had oil in their own vessel. Right? Because it's that thing, there's something which this world is coming to meet. It's an attitude of heart. Right? It's more of an attitude of heart. It's more of an attitude of heart. It's an attitude of heart of an eater. 
that is the attitude which the this that's uh, if you don't have the attitude this realm will not make sense to you it will make sense to you praise god so let us let's just pray let's pray that the lord will help us the lord will help us in this aspect of eating We will become, we'll become eaters of bread. We will become eaters of bread. We will find the, the mercy from heaven to channel all strength, all energy as, as they supply to us into the consuming of the bread of the flesh and of the blood of Jesus. Let's ask for the Lord to deal with any attitude in us that is contrary to the, the attitude of the table, as contrary to, as not compatible with the table of Jesus. That mercy will happen to us, mercy that can consume wrong postures of heart and mercy that can consume weaknesses weaknesses some of us it's not that you don't want to be an eater but you you find weakness in your heart in your soul to be diligent with feasting and eating of the doctrine that we all find grace let's pray that grace we all find grace we all find help Ephrenos, Aphrodes, Aphrenos, Aphrenos, Aphrenosco, Aphrenosco, Abrianoskia, Shatamaoria, Buradoski, Kerodosi, Prescoli, Rampata, Yeria, Lavazo, Santa, Mashanta, Poria, Lavazo, Sikitikano, Omfaradosi, Ataprasco, Telebosi, Ripatano, Ripatado, the Prada, also to Prada, Mashin, to Bierosi, Vanta, Evanto, Evanto, Evanta, Evanto, Seprato, Seprato, Esa pradava su 
Shataba Atalababaruyalababaruyalabuzuprabalansisitano. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And finally, finally, praise God. Amen. Amen. Finally, let us then pray. Let's pray for the school of the Spirit now. Channel your prayer towards the school of the Spirit. Let's pray that anybody who comes to that place will experience supernatural help to eat, to eat the bread, to eat the bread, the bread that come, will come down from heaven. We are expecting bread to come down from heaven. We are expecting a feast, a table to be set before us, to be prepared. Let's pray that nobody will fail in eating. No one will fail. No one will fail by any reason, by any means, by any means, by any means. No soul, no soul will fail. No soul will refuse the table. No soul will refuse what is being served. No heart will refuse the doctrine. No heart will refuse the thought that mercy, grace will be available to help, to help every heart. Thank you, Jesus. There will be eating of bread. There will be eating of bread. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. We bless your name. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. I just want to say this. I don't know if there will be time to come around this aspect of it again. So I just want to say it. So um, praise God. In that place, there's, there's actually a distinction between eating of bread that comes down from heaven and then eating the flesh and drinking the blood. Praise God. There are two different things there. Mainly the eating of the flesh and the blood is what will qualify soul for eternal life. So there is, is different kinds of eating. There is first you have to before you can eat of the flesh and the blood, you have to eat the bread that comes down from heaven. So the eating of the bread is the eating of the doctrine. The eating of the flesh and the blood is the doing of the works. Yes. The flesh and the blood means the bread that has been fleshed out, that has turned into, that has turned into flesh and blood. It's now a machine that can, that can work. That's what flesh and blood is, a machine. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, um, so we need to eat the bread, to eat the flesh and the blood of Jesus. But that the bread aspect that's coming from heaven is talking about is the doctrine. It's actually the doctrine. When he said that my doctrine is not mine, later in chapter 7, he was talking about that, but it was, it's actually my father's doctrine, which he gave down to me. 
So the Lord will help us and, and, and He will make us expert eaters that will not grow weary. See, there's so much that will want to weary you with eating this bread, but you must do everything that it takes. I, I own we praying, I picked a conversation I, and I, in my, I, there was a witness in my heart that it was a thought of somebody, either someone online or somebody, that was saying that these things you are saying is just above me. Me, I'm just trying to even understand Christ and all of that. But all these things, I, in the heart, the person might feel, oh, I'm not being blessed by these things. Like, because me, some lower things will apply more to me. And the Lord just spoke to me that someone is thinking that. Praise the Lord. And then the Lord said that this is the, the level that I want to, to speak to you at this time. And that it can bless anybody. If you are not being blessed, it's because something, they said, I come, but there's something, there's a thought you need to war, wrestle with and despair. Yeah, because there's no way that you will be talking about the attitude of eating the bread and the doctrine of everlasting life. That if you have problem with keeping oil in your vessel in Christ's level, that that light can solve that problem. In fact, you solve it quicker. But some of us are not wise. You cannot take a light that's coming and apply it to your own. Like I was saying last time, that when it comes to, to nature, the way they, they gain, the, the, the graduate people in nature, those, you cannot break the principle that you must fulfill certain things to come into other things. But when it comes to doctrine, a doctrine from the throne, God can bring it to bless somebody. In that doctrine, something body who is at milk level. When it comes to to eating, eating is. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? So so don't ever have that. That's one heart you should never have. That oh this thing is too high, so therefore you have the right to throw it away. You don't have that right. You have. See if I can begin to tell you the reasons why you have. You don't have the right to say such a thing. Number one, what, how are you thinking and judging it? Which brain are you using to judge that desire? And what, are you getting what I'm saying? Then another thing, do you know how costly it is? Do you know where it came from? Do you know who, you know who died for it? Do you know, are you getting what I'm saying? So some of these things, the Lord is just saying, you see, there's meekness of heart that we all need to have right now. That if you are sensing some kind of heart, something, quickly deal with it. Because um, this is a time of great blessing. Yes, sir. In, I've, I've been taking account in my own life. I've been taking account of seasons where God has been saying, emphasizing something, and I felt, ah, it will come again. It, it had almost never happens. I'm just talking about my own, maybe you guys. It almost never happens where it will just come again, and then maybe the same kind of emphasis. There's an emphasis, a present emphasis, for a particular blessing. It might not come again. Even if you will get it, you might have to really, really work for it and labor again for it. So the Lord will help us and He will bless all of us with so much wisdom and so much grace. In this, this is a time of elevation. God wants to elevate people. He wants to promote people. The amount of grace that's available in this season to break things and to, to cause victories to happen in our heart. I pray all of us will fall short of it. In Jesus' name. Our Father, we thank you tonight. 
We give you all the praise. We honor you. We honor you. We honor your name. We honor you, Father. And we thank you. And we also thank your son, Jesus. Lord Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for so much mercy. Not hiding your thoughts from us. Being open and free in your heart to share the things which, cons which concern you and your Father. Our Lord, we give you praise. We thank you for all the prayers we've offered tonight. We know you have heard them. Father, you've received our incense in prayer. And we, with thanksgiving, we will receive, Lord, the bountiful harvest of what is being done at this time. Thank you, our God. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, I pray to everyone, receive the blessing. Yeah. Receive and receive strength. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. Yeah.